Greetings. You are now in tune with the Talkin' Reggae podcast. As always, I am Jay of Street Level Uprising. Some very special guests here today. I don't just interview artists on here. I love to talk with people from all over the, the reggae world. And that includes some of the people behind Rototom Sunsplash, one of the biggest festivals in the world. Welcome. Welcome. First, first just really quick, tell me your names. Tell me a little bit about yourselves and how you got involved with the festival. Hi, nice for this, uh, thanks for this invitation. I'm Sister Kappa. Uh, I'm from Italy, but I live in Spain here with the Rototom family. And I'm in charge of the social media and uh, relation, public relations of the festival. So I'm happy to be here to talk about Rototom today with you. Hi, guys. I'm Fikram. I'm... And responsible for all the green and social at Rototom from Ireland, but again, we're all we're all implants here. You know, so it's a good to, it's good to be with you guys and to share a little bit about the festival. Oh, that's great! I actually um, obviously I'm a native English speaker, but the the language I'm I'm second most comfortable with is Italian. I I can't I can't speak. I'm like most speakers, you know. I can't sp- I can understand a lot more that I than I could reply to. So maybe maybe sometime uh, you can help me. Speaking a little bit uh, of my Italian, Sister Kappa. Uh, let's 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 go back to the beginning. Um, tell me about the beginnings of Rototom Sunsplash. So Rototom started in 1991 as a cultural association in Italy. Uh, they used to plan some uh, music and cultural events there, and some social actions in a region that is almost. Uh, in the northeast of Italy, not so centric, so a uh, quite conservative region in northeast of Italy. And then in 1994, they focused, uh, they started to organize the reggae festival called the Sunsplash. And then after years, but years, they focused just on this festival, but they used to do more uh, different kind of music events, not just reggae. So in the, in the begin, beginning of the 2000, they started to become, the festival become more and more big. And they focus on the Rototom Sunsplash Festival that was before in Italy and now it is in Spain. Why the change? At what point uh, did you decide to move the festival from Italy to Spain and why? Uh, in 2010, uh, we, went, we had some difficulties with the uh, Italian authorities because they were doing some um, action against uh, alternative events like ours. And they had, we have to move here because if uh, we stayed in Italy, we, we could disappear. So uh, the CEO of the festival decided with all the team to move to Spain, even if they were not so young. But they started again another life in Spain and the festival become bigger here. Because even if before it was already an international festival, here we, we, we could increase the international people that are coming from also Spain and South America. 
before it was a European reggae festival, now we can say we are a world <laughs> international festival. Yeah, absolutely. It's a world festival. Um, so you found also by, that by moving to Spain, your audience increased. Is, does that have a lot to do with Spanish speakers being more uh, receptive to reggae than you found Italian audiences to be? No, I, I will not say that because the, the reggae scene in Italy in the years became bigger and bigger. So uh, Italian people love reggae, not everybody, of course, is not a, a, a mainstream music, but the scene was very, very big there. And now in the last 10 days, we, can, we could see that the small scene that was here in Spain grow grow in the last 10 years with us and now it's also here there is a lot of people listening to reggae building up some systems uh, organizing reggae parties in in spain that's 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 the the nice thing that you can see when you live here and you see this this growing is really nice yeah, like reggae is really flourishing here in spain since the arrival of Rotterdam. There's no doubt. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I've watched it from afar. You know, I've obviously, I've never been to Sunsplash. Uh, it's, it's just more difficult for me with my schedule and getting over there. But eventually I do want to come there. But I've kept an eye on it over the years because it's obviously such a big cultural event. Uh, it's, it's always, you've always been committed to a few things. One of those things is having Jamaican reggae artists where we have a lot of we got a lot of reggae festivals here in the States and not to put them down. They are what they are, but um, they don't focus on Jamaican artists uh, even equally to American artists, the way your festival does. Why is that so important to you? Because they, we, we saw them uh, playing at the festivals in the beginning of our history. So their history is also our history. And it's like a family. You cannot forget the, the roots where you come from. You have to have a look to the new upcoming artists and the new genre that come with reggae and then the, the fusion with other musics. Also like Afrobeats that now is, it's a, it's, it's now also growing here, but it's, it's, it's important for us to keep that vibe on the main stage of the festival because it's the vibe that um, give us the, 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 characteriz the characterization of the festival. It's something that uh, make us, our community grow and grow and grow. That kind of thing that you have to, to taste where you are here. Because at the end, we are all, all people that have the same philosophy in life, uh, respect, unity, uh, love, and, and that's the thing. These artists give us the pleasure to fill these vibes with their voice. So, for example, if we, if we see Clinton Firon on stage or Black Euro, you can, even if you, you are not a reggae addict, you feel that vibe. Yeah, that's something I really appreciate. Uh, I, 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 feel, I feel the American reggae scene a lot of times um, tries to, maybe it's not intentional, but it's detached from the roots sometimes. It's detached from the originators. Um, so to, to, for someone like me, I really appreciate how much of a focus you put on the originators of this music. 
And I mean, this, this lineup, and let's just run down some of the, I mean, Burning Spear, Damian Marley, Sean Paul, Morgan Heritage, Luciano, Julian, Mar I mean, you're, 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 you're getting all of these wonderful artists to come over there. Um, another thing that, that Sunsplash has always been committed to is a sense of social and environmental responsibility. Um, why has that always been so important? Why is that so much a focus of what you do? I think from the very beginning, from the, from, the, from the foundation of the association that first created the whole movement, there was a lot of social commitment. They were very locally committed to making changes that would probably have a greater impact. First of all, it was in their local community, and then obviously it's become a more a global type of thing. Then it was a big thing all to do with inclusion, the idea of making sure that everybody was able to participate and enjoy in the events. That's reflected today in the way from the very beginning. And then over the years, one thing that has really grown is this whole idea, like it's the philosophy of Rotatom, which is the green splash. The green splash philosophy is this whole idea of trying to give back to the earth, trying to, you know, there's no event that doesn't uh, doesn't leave a mark. You know, there's no such thing as being a, a zero emission, zero footprint event. But the idea is, once you carry out that event, you work to bring it back to to the way it was. Especially if you're on green fields, you know, like and that's one of the big things for Rotatom. At the beginning, it started off inside a inside a sort of a discotheque, a nightclub, and then a, little by little, it grew out into a campsite and then into green fields. And now it's in a, in. A, in at the foothills of a national park. And it's this idea of being committed with the surroundings, being committed with the local community as well, trying to include all of the people so that the celebration of the event is beneficial for the community. It's been, obviously, it's beneficial for awareness raising regarding environmental issues. And then it's also something that, you know, we get to transmit messages, for example, regarding uh, conservation, regarding respect, among people, these types of things are very important and they were key from the very, very beginning, from the very small group of people that began this movement. Now, as, as part of the festival, I think it's one of the key things that also attracts people nowadays. Like, it's something that we talk about. We have our social forum, we have Pachamama, we have areas, we have like a whole bunch of areas that go beyond the music to try and, you know, bring us back to, to Mother Earth, to bring us in touch with one another. So that we actually can look each other in the faces and forget about our, our mobile devices for a while, you know, just a little bit more, you know, be a little bit more social, you know, bring back this experience that is like, well, you know, we're seven days, so we're we are an experience more than just a bunch of concerts. So you know, it's from as Cathy already mentioned, you know, this idea of during the day, what are we doing? You know, you can do everything from meditation. You can participate in debates. You can learn about a whole lot of different types of ecology, ecological approaches. You can broaden your mind, really. So this is one of the big things for us. You really go above and beyond. You know, it's one thing for a festival to put out some recycle bins and say, you know, please throw your plastic bottles in here. Uh, but you've really gone uh, further than any festival I've really seen as far as trying to eliminate plastic. Um, uh, recycling uh, bathing water and things, things of that nature to just recycle as much water as you can. Um, you, I, I saw that there's an, an initiative for cigarettes, like trying to get everyone to dispose of their cigarette butts properly. Um, are these, how, how often do these ideas come up that you tr want to try things new for, for the festival every year? Every year we come up, we try to come up with new ideas. It's, it's, it's not 
easy because you know every new idea we need to study it a little bit first and then we need to take time to and then invest some some time and resources into this but like as you mentioned the idea of the cigarette butts that's a that's a biggie especially in a festival where there's quite a lot of people smoking around this place but the idea there is that we commit to these ideas this year for example we've got this whole uh, proposal to try and to take our footprint to properly study our carbon footprint and get it verified so that it's going to, we're actually going to be audited on it. So it's like, to, you know, we've been for years, we've been doing so many things. We haven't really gathered all the, a lot of data regarding it. We know a lot about our, our, our waste selection program and recycling. We know about that, but then we've got a whole lot of other things that we want to, we want to take a look at. And this, this process, this study will, will help us to do that. And that's one of our big aims this year. But like every year, as I say, we try to come up with something new. We try to come up with you know, new ideas, new methods, the whole idea of the recycling of water. Zero plastics is probably like we were the first festival here in Spain to become zero plastics. And we've managed to do that by, on the one hand, the, you know, the reusable cup. That system we see it everywhere, and now it's now it's a big thing. But back in the day, it wasn't so popular. Now we we to to make that possible to be able to eliminate the single use bottled water, which is very important, especially in the middle of August here in Spain. Uh, we've got fountains, so we've got we've got drinking water for free. Then we've got uh, uh, pure filtered and cooled water as well. To, uh, fountains. We've all this system for refilling, you know, this whole idea has been has been pushed through to try and help us eliminate the, this whole plastic thing. So as for us, it's a big it's a big effort. And, and luckily, you know, we've got a socially committed uh, audience that participate. The festival goers are a big help in a lot of this. Without them, yeah. we aren't going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you need audience cooperation for all this and it's it's great that they're, yes. that they're so open-minded to that and you know just the water the, the the no plastic water thing alone i mean let's think about this because sunsplash literally literally gets hundreds of thousands of people that come there it's in the middle of summer it's hot you're in the sun mm-hmm. and you could imagine how many eight ounce or 10 ounce bottles of water each person must go through every day and this is a seven day festival I mean, yes. you're, I mean, you're, you're talking millions and millions and millions of plastic bottles of water if you don't do what you're doing. And I love the idea of auditing yourselves. You're not just paying lip service to these things and saying, oh, yeah, we're environmentally responsible. You're, you're going to audit yourselves and see how are we doing and how can we get better? I mean, that's, that's just amazing. Um, how many, what kind of staff does it take to pull off just the environmental aspect of this well and full team basically the whole team has to be involved during the festival itself the people dedicated of our staff itself would be over 150 people that work in one way or another directly with recycling with water with with the maintenance and then the one big thing about the cups as well is we we try to make a process where the cup is not just this this useless piece of plastic it's reusable but we also try to put it to a social end so like over the years we've picked different types of uh, organizations to collaborate with us there because for each cup we charge one euro okay so now you've got the op- the option of taking that that cup home with you keep the same cup 
we'll obviously give you a new one to, or a clean one every time you go for your drink. You can keep that one cup, take it home with you as a, as a souvenir. Or if you can, when you're finished with your cup, you can decide to donate it. And the euro that that cup is worth will be donated to the organization that's collaborating with it, well, with us each year. So last, the last time, last year, 2019, it was with Greenpeace. Before that, it was with Open Arms for Refugees. We've done with sclerosis, with multiple sclerosis. This year, we're working with uh, two organizations regarding a, a campaign that's uh, uh, HIV also saves lives. It's a strange sort of a, a program, but the idea is that we've got a local group here of guys that have uh, muscular dystrophy, and it's a, it's a rare disease, and they're actually immune to HIV, and they're working with a local uh, AIDS association here in Castellón to carry out a national program in a, as a, to develop a study that hopefully will find a cure for HIV. And that's what the funds are going to go to this year. This and each year, it's a different thing. And just just with that, like we'd have thirty or forty collab people collaborating with us to do that whole recycling process and to be able to gather the funds. You know, so it's not just you're not just recycling your glass. You're also helping. Uh, um, each year, it's a special campaign. It seems like everything's intertwined for you, right? So you have your environmental programs or. or um, the workshops you do and things like that. It really seems like everything just fits together to kind mm -hmm. of, you know, going back to, to like, the, it's like the zero plastic thing. It's like trying to leave as small of a footprint as you can by intertwining everything. How receptive and, and how helpful have the artists been in the process of Sunsplash? The artists... And as we said before, uh, artists are conscious. So this, these artists, you know that when you are, they are on stage, sometimes they also start to speak about this. They give message to the people. So that was for us a big, a big push. Mm -hmm. And as, it, as, as Fiaka said before, also the public is so conscious. And they they help us to get to the to the point, you no, know, with all this. Uh, but also the new generations, a lot of new generations, uh, like for example here in Spain, the big band, the Dream Ballet, they speak about uh, green issues to the public and sustainability. So something that we we can see on stage too, and they, that's that's also important because. The people is also coming for the music, so they see the icons speaking about this. It's a good message. A lot of it starts. A lot of it starts on the stage and dribbles its way down. It's like a, a waterfall, you know. The big, the big splashes at the bottom with all the people, but it starts with an artist up on the stage. Yes. Yeah, and like you said before, you know, you know, we were talking about needing the audience to be to participate in everything that you're doing. You really do need the artist too. Um, also mention. I want also to mention that this is doing is we do also this in the social forum. We have a social forum at the festival, mm -hmm. and so this year is in collaboration with Greenpeace, and uh, they will speak about this. Yeah, yeah. I know, like even the artists, if you think about it, the, the opening the opening uh, day within the social forum, we'll also have some people from Scatellites who have collaborated with us in other activities, our social activities, like bringing music, bringing the festival to local prisons here so that the inmates can get to enjoy some of the vibes and get, you know, 
get to feel a little bit of freedom and after you know that, that also helps promote this whole idea of uh, reinsertion and you know giving people the idea that there is something to live for beyond the walls you know and there's they, they like there's the social forum and then also in reggae university like the artists themselves deal with a lot of issues like okay there could definitely be a lot related to to the reggae scene and that but they talk about they talk about global issues there's definitely these things are treated on a whole lot of different levels at the festival. Yeah, it's incredible. It really is incredible. It's, it's, it's a total immersive experience what you have going on there. So the festival runs August 16th through the 22nd. That's, that's seven days of festival. So yeah. obviously you have more going on there than just the music and we've touched on that, but let's talk more about the things that you do. Let's, let's talk about the activities, the workshops, the, the, the speakers, the forum. You know, give it all to us. Put the music aside and tell us about all these other yeah. things you offer. There's something very interesting that we are at the seaside. We didn't mention yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We, are, we are on the Valencian coast. Uh, so the thing is that you can feel like you are in the Caribbean here because you have the seaside. We have a beach bar down there and we do some uh, sessions there. So you can feel you are you are like in a Caribbean beach. Uh, you've got lovely white sands. You've got big palm trees. There's the whole there's the whole rigmajig there, definitely. Yeah, and then we've got like in the in the festival itself. Like from one thing that is important for us is because we create a community. Within that community is a big feature is the campsite where there's up to maybe fifteen thousand people that manage to coexist and really have fun for seven days. You know, it's a full live-in experience. And then during the day, we have like different areas. We have Magico Mundo for the little ones. We have Teen Yard for the for the youth, giving them a bit of space, letting them to explore what it is to be in a festival. You know, giving them also a bit of space maybe from the family. You know, we always talk about family, but we know when. When we're, when we're young teenagers, you know, it's nice to also have a bit of space to be with people your own age. There, we also have like with Pachamama. Pachamama deals with everything, trying to bring us back to our roots, bring us back in touch with Mother Earth. We've got yoga, we've got uh, talks, workshops regarding how, how, to, how to take on all the uh, daily challenges in our lives related to energy consumption, to, uh, uh, what we say, recycling, healthy living, you know, uh, you know, food programs and things like that. Then we have Jampunna, which is a new, which is actually an area that was reborn this year, which used to be the African village. Jampunna this year is like the, a new collaboration that we're developing. On the one side, during the day, we have Mamadou Dia, who's taking us into in contact with all of the African and Afro-descendant communities based here in Spain. That have a set. They have talks during the day in Ataya, which is like the which is like the tea ceremony. And there they'll have talks where they talk about entrepreneurship, creation, music industry, arts industry, all from a, a, an African and a, an Afro-descendant perspective. Then we have at, at night time we've got the Voodoo Club, where the guys are bringing us the Afro beats, the Voodoo Club, for Voodoo Collective from Barcelona. They're bringing us a whole, you know, the, the whole new wave sort of Afrobeat uh, music that's booming now big time here in Spain. And then we also have uh, with the other areas, like, okay, there's, I'll, I'll, end, I'll finish up with the, with the social forum. But first of all, there's also the, uh, uh, the, art, the, the social art gallery, which is a space that's actually 
it's, a, it's at the centre of the festival where you get to see people creating works of art indirectly related to, the, to each year's theme. This year, we must change the world. So like we see the different types of, of artworks that they want to develop in that. But this year is a new space that we've called, uh, uh, it's like the Art Square. So that people, before it used to be spread out around the festival, now it's going to be in one central area so that people can go and enjoy that and interact there. And then what we have in the social forum, as Cathy mentioned this year, we're working collaborating directly with Greenpeace. The, we'll start, we'll take a look at people at the problem of the of the prison system, like the whole prison industry, the difficulties that people have for reinsertion. We take a look at uh, this whole idea of degrowth and how we need to, to somewhere or another challenge this whole idea of continuous growth and consumption. We take a look also at uh, the idea of creating new um, new utopias, the idea of being, you know, believing in utopia. It's like, you know, the people that want to make changes are actually the real realists. You know, we're talking about local experiences regarding uh, energy use, energy consumption. And I'm along, this is all accompanied by, we open every day in the social forum with, with a set of uh, documentaries. And then they're followed by talks as well. So it's a, you know, there's a full there's a full package there, definitely. Yeah, I have a question. Um, can we replace all of our politicians with you and your staff so you guys can run things? <laughs> I don't think we want that job. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, it's always it's always you know the. The people who end up being politicians and leaders are the people you wouldn't want to be politicians and leaders. And then you have people like you doing all these wonderful things, and you would never want to be in charge of a situation like that uh, because you're you're too good-hearted. It's it's too good. You're too good for politics. But what we really need across the world is is more people who are doing things that you're doing, and not not just for a festival, but for everything to to look at our daily lives and what we're doing. Your festival is a microcosm of maybe, what maybe, we could be doing. Yeah, maybe we do this like this also because we just live uh, from the, the tickets money. We don't have sponsors. So for us, it's important to work for people, not just for our interests. It's something that you can see when you are at the festival. There is no branding. There, there are no mm, branded stages, nothing like that. Yeah. Something that maybe is different from politics. <laughs> yeah, it, it all gets it all gets rolled up into one. And I know how difficult that is with to to operate without sponsorships. You know, that's the way the way my band operates. We don't accept any corporate spot, which is I mean, it's almost impossible to function the way you do. And the fact that you've been able to grow the concert as you have and be committed to those environmental and social morals without taking corporate sponsorship is a big deal, but it also lets you stay independent because you're not operating under anyone else's interests, right? Let's, let's get to the lineup. Let's get to the music and let's talk about that. I've, I've gone down some of the names on here. Um, you've mentioned Scottalites, Black Uhuru, Abyssinians. Uh, you mentioned Clinton Farron, who's a, 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 you know, I, I, actually our manager is in Seattle where Clinton's based now. So we know Clinton very well. Um, he's a great human being as well as a great performer. Uh, Max Romeo, Sly Dunbar, and the Revolutionaries. Uh, of, all, of, of all these amazing artists that I'm naming, uh, let me talk about some of your personal favorites. Is there anyone 
that you're really looking forward to seeing this year or a few artists you're really looking forward to maybe somebody you haven't seen yet for me i mean the the, the last night would be uh, magical with burning spear on stage i saw him at rototom a few years ago i was a teenager so for me it would be the highlight of the festival but then for me it's also nice the 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 secondary stage that are not secondary that are running after the main stage like the dancehall and the dub academy because the dub scene is very very is really really big and it's something interesting to see once in the life <laughs> because i know that in, in north of of uh, America, it's difficult to find something like that with uh, with dub uh, the dub scene. So that for me is also another highlight of the festival. Yeah, no, for us, like the whole idea of the different stages itself. More than the artists, I think it's the op the opportunity to be able to move around to mingle through the different flavors that are available. Because obviously, on the main stage, we go for everything from dub to roots. This year, everything will be present there. But then we have like uh, the lion stage where people can get to explore everything from world music to to established artists uh, that are, that are well known and that really do bring us to the end of every day. Like if you think Lion Stage closes at seven o'clock in the morning, <laughs> when you make it, when you make it that far, you're doing well. Eh? <laughs> With the four days work. Yeah. Just, just, just getting a little flavor of each, a little taste of each of the stages in one day is, is a big task. Eh? Yeah. But how do we need seven days? <laughs> There's no time to sleep at Reggae Sun, at Rototom Sunsplash. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, you, you, you find a way to stay awake for seven days you know what you do? You, two, you take two weeks of vacation. You spend the first week at Sunsplash and you spend the second week sleeping and then you get to do everything, right? Yes. Spain is also nice to be on vacation. Yeah. yeah. Well, as again, like it is like the campsite. If you get to see the campsite itself, you understand that people really do chill. Like, you know, you're up from seven o'clock. People are there. They're, you know, there's a whole other life goes on from seven in the morning to two, three in the afternoon. The, the campsite is where it's at, the campsite and the beach. We've got like the Sole Beach Bar where they've got all of that, those things going on. And then you have uh, people living the life in the, in the campsite itself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just a great experience. I mean, that's what festivals are for. Uh, and as I've said before, your festival really goes above and beyond. It's something incredible that. You know, I, I hope to witness it myself one day to be over there and enjoy those vibes. Um, so Rototom Sunsplash, August 16th through 22nd and Benny Kasim, Spain. Uh, is there anything else you, you want to talk about? Anything else you want to cover here? Well, I think, uh, I think, I think, we'll I think uh, now people must taste it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, speak a lot. like even if you can't make it here, you can, you can, uh, you can see like, uh, major shows, you can see them all on streaming ah, as well. Yes. They get to, get to enjoy a little bit of the flavor. You know, we have our streaming channels, we're streaming through YouTube. We also have our YouTube archive where there are some amazing shows from over the years. Yeah. That's a great place to get to know us. And then you can also support any of those campaigns, like all of these campaigns that we talk about. We put all of them out there as well on our channels to see if we can help people. You know, you know, just asking for small contributions for any of these different organizations that we try to support. 
this that's it if you want if you want to first get to know us have a look at the streaming and have a look at, at some of the shows and then then come on over yeah there's a lot of great social information out there there's a lot of great music a lot of great content as the kids today like to say content 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 uh I, and one of my goals with this podcast is to introduce new things to the american reggae scene because i've i've seen it getting very um very closed off sometimes so i i, I always try to encourage people to check out jamaican artists and and uh, artists from all over the world uh and and with this i get to encourage people to get away from the same american reggae festivals fly across to spain and spend seven beautiful days in the sunshine with this incredible lineup Rototom Sunsplash, August 16th through the 22nd, and Benny Kasim, Spain. Uh, thank you both very much for being on the Talking Reggae podcast thank with you. me. And one day I'll go get over there and we'll, uh, I'll get to meet you two in person and, and spend some time there together, okay? Great. Yes, see you here. Uh, take care of yourself. Whenever you can, man. You would yes. be right. uh, I'd love to, man. Big, big up for the project. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. I love what you guys are doing. Keep doing great things, and thank you so much for everything you're doing for the planet. Big thank up you. Level of <laughs> Thanks, man. Take care. One love. Mediterranean Reggae Festival is back. Rototom Sunsplash Reggae Festival from 16th to 22nd of August in Benicassim. Come celebrate culture, freedom and music live and direct with Burning Spear, Demian Marley, Alborosis, Catalytes, Lantorloop, OBF, Iseo and Dodo Sound, Morodo, Mala Rodriguez and many more. Follow the info on rototom.com. Rototom.com.